Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. Today is day 836 of our trek, and it is Wisdom Wednesday. The past several months on Wednesdays, we have been focusing on interpreting current events through biblical worldview. To establish a biblical worldview, it is important to also have the proper understanding of God's Word. Especially in our Western cultures, we do not fully understand the scriptures from the mindset and the cultures of the authors. In order to help us to have a better understanding of God's Word, we are investing the next several months on Wednesdays reviewing a series of essays of one of today's most prominent Hebrew scholars, Dr. Michael S. Heiser. These essays have been compiled into a book titled, A Dare You Not to Bore Me with the Bible. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. Being abandoned as a child is one of the worst things that can happen to a person. That can include both physical and emotional abandonment. It would make most of us a basket case as adults. As we continue to explore the Old Testaments from a time frame and culture in which it was written, the topic of our essay today is, The Abandoned Child is a Basket Case. In modern stories, people who are destined for greatness rarely start off privileged. They are dropped off at the doorstep of an orphanage or abandoned in the rain. This literary motif goes back to the ancient stories also, where writers use the abandoned child theme to identify a character that rises from obscurity to a privileged hero status. It's a motif that's found in the biblical account of Moses' birth, but is that really the whole story? Moses' story begins when Pharaoh feels threatened by the growing Hebrew population in Egypt and commands that all Hebrew male infants be killed. This narrative is found in Exodus chapter 1, verses 16 through 22. Moses' mother hides her newborn son for three months and then devises a risky but calculated plan. She sets him adrift in the Nile River in a small basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproof with tar and pitch. We can read this story in Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, and this is how it goes. About this time, a man and a woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that this was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. She put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. As the story goes on, Moses' older sister Miriam watches the baskets float to where the daughter of Pharaoh bathes. God uses these circumcises to bring Moses under the protection of the Egyptian ruler. This part of the story is found in Exodus chapter 2 verses 4 through 10. Ancient literature outside the Bible attests to several stories in which a child perceived as a threat by an enemy is abandoned and later spared by divine intervention or otherworldly circumstances. Roughly 30 stories like this survive from literature of the ancient Mesopotamian, Canaan, Greece, Egypt, Rome, and India. The Mesopotamian work known as Sargon's birth legend offers the most striking parallel to the biblical story. It relates the birth of the story of Sargon the Great, an Akkadian emperor who ruled a number of Sumerian city-states around 2000 BC, centuries before the time of Moses. The infant boy was born into great peril. His mother was a high priestess and he was illegitimate. Consequently, his mother sets him adrift in the river in a reed basket. The boy is rescued and raised by a gardener, Aki, from the town of Kish. He becomes a humble gardener in Aki's service until the goddess Ishtar takes interest in him, setting him on a path to kingship. Some assume the biblical story of Moses' birth was based on Sargon's birth. This is legend, but it is unlikely. 
Although the ancient Sumerian account of Sargon the Great dates back to his lifetime, the legendary account of his birth is known only from four fragmented tablets. Three from the Neo-Assyrian period, which is 934 to 605 BC, one from the Neo-Babylonian period, 626 through 539 BC. During the Neo-Assyrian period, the Assyrian king took on the name of Sargon II and likely commanded the legends to be written about his namesake, and this would have taken place in 722 to 705 BC. In doing so, he would have linked himself to the ancient hero and glorified himself as the revived Sargon figure. This would suggest that the birth legend was composed for propaganda reason, which would have happened well after the biblical story of Moses. The existence of stories like Sargon's birth legend helps us to understand the biblical story. They show that the abandoned child theme was a popular literary strategy among the ancients. They used it to introduce figures to rise from mundane origins after gaining favor for fate or the divine. The common elements of this rags to riches story help ancient audience identify the central figure and develop respect for his achievements. Moses' story is about more than parallels, though. While Moses briefly seemed to find favor and protection in the household of Pharaoh, a quasi-divine figure for the Egyptians, his life takes a surprising turn. He ends up leaving the kingdom of Egypt, fearing Pharaoh would kill him. From there, the story is repatterned into the wilderness of Midian. There Yahweh appears to Moses, who is now an obscure shepherd and describes himself in Exodus chapter 4 verse 10 in this manner. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, O Lord, I am not very good with words. I have never been, and I am not now, even though you have spoken to me. I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. Regardless, God tells Moses to act as a spokesperson before Pharaoh and to lead his people out of Egypt. Moses stands out against the stories of the ancient cultures because he isn't promoted like the chosen figures, but saved and demoted to poverty so that he can lead others to salvations. He is a new archetype of a chosen hero who is promoted only for the benefit of others. Over and against the stories of worldly kingdoms, Moses' story articulates God's remarkable work for his kingdom. His values are different from ours, and as often is the case in retrospect, we can certainly be grateful for that. Well, that concludes our story for today. Next Wisdom Wednesday, we will continue with Moses as we look at Dr. Heisner's next essay called A Tale of Courage We Can Never Teach. I believe that you'll find this another interesting topic to consider as we build our biblical worldview. Tomorrow, we will continue with a three-minute wisdom nugget that will provide you with a bit of wisdom that, if followed, will allow you to grow healthier, wealthier, and wiser each day. So encourage your friends and family to join us and to come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. That will finish our trek for today. If you'd like to listen to and the past 835 treks or read the Wisdom Journal, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Apple Podcasts or Google Play so that each day's trek is downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor. But most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek Podcast and Journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, Lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. 
I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.